know, as I've grown, I've personally discovered that the love of God is compelling and beautiful as it flows forth from the pages of Scripture. Through the Scriptures, the Holy Spirit seeks to draw us to salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. When one's heart is finally convicted and subdued by the drawing of the Holy Spirit, then they experience surrender to Christ as Savior from sin, and He becomes Lord of their life. Then baptism is the public demonstration of this inward change of heart. But then what? I remember when I got baptized at 12 years old that no one sat down with me and showed me how to grow in my relationship with Jesus practically. So why don't we let Jesus show us how? And we do this by looking at Jesus as our model. I want you to come with me into the scriptures and see with your mind's eye the devotional life of Jesus. Watch him as he rises early in the morning before the busyness of the day got started. He walks out into the quiet stillness of the early morning and finds a place of solitude to pray to his Father. The Gospel of Mark captures the scene very well. It's found in Mark chapter 1, verse 35. It says, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. Jesus began his day with prayer. Before he engaged in the overwhelming demands of his day, he spent quality time with the Father. It was in a solitary place that was more than likely a quiet location. This quiet place where Jesus often prayed to the Father was often in nature. The Bible records in Mark chapter 6, verse 46, and when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Again, the scriptures say in Luke chapter 5, verse 16, so he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. He not only prayed early in the morning, but he also prayed at night. He prayed with such intensity that the Bible records in Luke 6, 12, that he once prayed all night. Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Those moments with his father must have been so precious to Jesus. His connection with his father was so close that his will was surrendered to and bound up with the father's will. So much so that when he faced the most crucial moment in his life and ministry in the Garden of Gethsemane, just on the eve of the cross, he could present his request honestly, but still pray for his Father's will to be done. The Bible records it for us in Matthew 26, verse 39. It says, he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed saying, oh my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus' prayer time with his Father was also attractive to his followers. We know, because Luke records it for us in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, which says, Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples.
Apparently after Jesus' disciples saw Jesus pray, his disciples wanted him to teach them how to pray as he did. However, there was something else vitally important to Jesus' devotional experience. Jesus from an early age demonstrated he spent a lot of time in the scripture. Luke describes a scene when Jesus was just 12 years old that reveals the astonishing insights he had in the word that can only come from him spending time reading, studying, and meditating on it. He records for us in Luke chapter 2, verse 46 to 47, it says, Now, so it was that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. Later on in his life, at the outset of his ministry, the devil came and tempted him about his divine identity. His immediate response gives us a glimpse into how dependent Jesus was on hearing from his Father through the scriptures. It's recorded for us in Matthew chapter 4, verse 3 to 4, which says, Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This was not just something Jesus said. It was something he lived. As we have now journeyed through these biblical windows or glimpses into the devotional life of Jesus, we're struck with two simple yet essential ingredients as to how Jesus stayed in close relationship with his Father. He maintained regular communication with his Father by talking to him in prayer and hearing from him through the scripture. At the time of this recording, I've been married for over 16 years, and I've discovered that any healthy relationship is based on regular communication and quality time. Intimacy and friendship are developed as you spend quality time with someone, listening to them, and then talking to them. When you do this on a regular basis, you begin to know this person's character. And if you like what you discover, you're likely to become intimately drawn to them. My friend, this is what happens when we spend time with God, listening to him speak directly to us through the Bible, and then we talk back to him through prayer. This is what Jesus did. And since we're followers of Jesus, his love compels us. It moves our hearts to enter into the same experience. And so I want to share a little bit about my experience. As I mentioned earlier, I was baptized at 12 years old. However, I must confess, I didn't truly start to take knowing Jesus personally through scripture seriously until I was away in university. I had grown up knowing the truths of the Bible, reading portions of it and reading what others said about it. But the conviction came over me one day to really know God for myself through reading the Bible. Around this time, an elder from my church gave me a Bible reading plan in which, by the end of the year, I would have read through the entire Bible. Initially, 
The thought of doing this was quite intimidating, but I decided to give it a try. It was ultimately a very deep and rewarding experience. However, I found I rushed through the experience to complete the plan because I had pride in the idea that I read the entire Bible. I relished for a little while in my accomplishment and then put the Bible down. After a while, I felt the major difference not being regularly in the Bible had on my life. But I knew I didn't just want to rush through the experience again. This time I wanted a way to do it where I was truly soaking in the Word and more intentionally growing in my relationship with Jesus. It was several years later that the thought of journaling came to my mind. Now growing up, I had always admired people who journaled in their devotional life with Jesus. They always seemed super spiritual to me. However, I honestly never thought I would ever get into it or be able to sustain it until about maybe about 2010. And ever since, I started journaling in the way I'm about to show you. My life has never been the same since. I'm now completely in love with Jesus. So what made the difference, you might ask? I found that intentionally journaling through the unfolding story of Scripture with a gospel lens, focused my thoughts in an intentional way that has major life-transforming power. And what do I mean by reading the Bible with a gospel lens? Join me in the next episode to find out. Is your heart hungry for something you just don't know how to describe? Or has your spiritual journey run dry and you're looking for a refreshing new way to experience Jesus in Scripture? And while you may enjoy reading what others have written about Jesus in Scripture in devotional books, you may still have a desire to go directly to the source and discover its beauty for yourself. But how? And where do you start? Well, look no further. I'm CJ Cousins, and I've designed a resource to help you do just that. It comes out of something I've experienced for over 10 years now that has completely transformed my life. You see, according to Jesus himself, the entirety of Scripture is one story that testifies of him. And what if I told you that the good news about Jesus is not just found in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but throughout all of Scripture? This good news we call the gospel is the love of God revealed in Jesus Christ and him crucified and risen for our salvation and the establishment of his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And the entire Bible is its epic unfolding story. It's with this gospel lens that this one-year daily devotional journal invites you to experience Jesus by reading, meditating, and journaling through Scripture in a way that's simple, 
yet totally life-changing. In the beginning of this journal, you'll find a guide to help you learn practical tips on how to maintain a vital relationship with Jesus, hear God's voice, and learn how to do this with others in a small group. So why wait? Come, enter the story daily, and you will experience the joy of life in Christ.